0: We gather together on this Holy Thursday morning, as I said, to celebrate this mass of chrism. One focus of the annual chrism mass is understood to be that it is a manifestation of our union and our unity as a diocese with one another, with our Lord Jesus Christ, as we enter together as a community of faith into Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection. During the Chrism Mass, we bless the oil of the sick, the oil of the catechumen, and the oil of Chrism. These oils are all for use in sacramental anointings in our diocese for the coming year. It is a sign of our unity as a diocese when, at the end of this Mass, the holy oils are dispersed and sent to all the church parishes here in our beloved diocese carried by members of the laity. Furthermore, as we celebrate this chrism mass, the unity between the lay faithful, the priest serving the diocese, and the one who serves as bishop is also called to mind, as together we join ourselves to Jesus Christ and enter into the holiest days of our liturgical year, the days of Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday. As we celebrate our union as the Church in the Diocese of Homatibido, as well as our union with the Universal Church, please allow me to share reflections with you as we come to these most significant days for the Church and for all of us who are a part of the Church here in the Diocese of Homatibido. First, To the lay faithful in the diocese, I would like to say thank you. I don't always get the opportunity to speak to you as I am doing today. Please receive my heartfelt gratitude. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with me your dreams, your desires, as well as your fears and your concerns. I want to assure you that I have listened and that I am listening to you. Whether I have heard you through the Disciple Maker Index or our diocesan-wide listening sessions or through your service on the Strategic Planning Commissions, I have indeed heard your heart. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your heart with me. Thank you also for the precious gift of your time. As so many of you, over 800 of our lay faithful, participated in the strategic planning process, giving many hours to this process because of your deep love for the people of our diocese. I also want to thank you for your prayer for and support of the priest who serve here in our diocese. Because of the prayer and support of our lay faithful, many healing breakthroughs came during the August 2016 and January 2017 priest convocations. Hundreds of our lay faithful prayed for the success of the convocations. And I want you to know that your prayer was felt and that your intercession had a profound impact on these priest convocations. My dear members of the laity, I am proud of you and I'm grateful for you and for your love for our priest. I am honored to be the one who serves you as bishop and I'm deeply grateful to be a part of this diocesan family. You are a beautiful people, and we are a beautiful diocese. The hope I expressed in my Advent pastoral letter is, by God's grace, beginning to be fulfilled. I know that there is a lot at stake, and I know that there remains still a lot more to accomplish. However, I have great hope for our future and the upcoming promulgation of our diocesan strategic plan. I would now like to share a few personal words with my brother priest. On this day, as we celebrate the institution of the ordained priesthood by our Lord Jesus Christ at the Last Supper, my dear brothers, I am proud of you. I mean that. I really mean that. I am so proud of you. As I reflect on our August convocation, I have vivid memories of men forgiving one another and asking to be forgiven. When I think about our January convocation, I have clear memories of our embrace of a common vision for the renewal of our church parishes. I'm grateful for the great effort you have put into achieving a high level of participation from parish implementation teams and all things strategic planning. My brother priest, I am proud of you. When I first arrived to serve you as your bishop, I was immediately aware of the particular challenges found within our presbyterate. I remember the first time you came to my residence for those small lunch conversations. I remember the deep passion with which you spoke and the desires for our diocese that you shared with me. I also remember my one-on-one meetings with you this past Advent, which for me was a cherished time when we were able to speak more personally. I hold all of these memories in my heart. As I behold you today, my dear Brother Priest, on this Holy Thursday, when we recommit ourselves to the call of our ordination to priesthood, a priesthood that we are privileged to share, and that is always a gift, I, with deep emotion, am thankful for you. Because, my brother-priest, you are wonderfully different. Among us, I see more joy. I see more purpose. I see and I have experienced more authentic fraternity and camaraderie. I sense among us a reawakened hope. I sense a longing to move forward. I sense men ready to be shown how to take the next step. My dear brother priest, you have grown and I have grown. The laity can see it. I can see it. You can see it. You are different. Yes, I am very proud of you. I'm proud of your commitment to God. I'm also proud of your trust for the strategic plan. I'm proud of your willingness to be leaders, to be shepherds, to be pastors. I stand before you today as one who serves among you as bishop, and I can honestly say there's no other place I would rather be. There's no other presbyterate I would want to be a part of. We are different, and we have grown together. My dear brother priest, I am proud of you, and I'm proud to be one of you. Different. Different. The lay faithful seem different. Our priests seem different. Our diocese seems different. There are few things as influential in our lives as the reality of different. Some people love different. Some people dislike different. Some people embrace it. Some people resist it. However, like it or not, different has an influence in our lives. Perhaps the theme for us today is just that, different. Allow me to explain. One of the themes of today's readings for this Chrism Mass is anointed. In the first reading from the prophet Isaiah, we heard, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. Later in the Gospel, we heard Jesus quote these words of the prophet Isaiah, referencing that he himself is the anointed one by proclaiming, Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. Anointed, what does this mean? Why does it bring us here today, and what are its implications in our lives? The word anointed is theologically understood through the word consecrated, for to be anointed is to also be consecrated. The word consecrated means to make sacred or to set apart for the sacred. Things that are consecrated are set apart from the rest so as to reveal precisely in this separation the reality of the sacred. Consecrated things are purposely set apart so that we might revere them as different Things can also be consecrated. Altars and churches are anointed and consecrated and set apart for worship through the use of the oil of chrism. People can be consecrated. David was anointed with oil and set apart as the one consecrated to serve as the king of Israel. Aaron. The brother of Moses was anointed along with all of his sons, and they were consecrated for priestly service in Israel. Aaron and his sons were set apart from the rest of Israel because, through anointing, they were different. The priests who serve our diocese were anointed and consecrated and set apart to serve the needs of others. Time, hours, days, weeks, and years can also be consecrated. A holy hour is set apart for reflection, prayer, and communion with God. Days can be set apart. Sunday, the Lord's day, is set apart from the other days of the week because it is consecrated by God and consecrated for God. Sunday is set apart, and it is supposed to be different from the rest of the week. Weeks can be set apart. Holy Week, this week, is different. The very reference Holy Week illustrates that the week in which we find ourselves at present is in a very way Holy because it is set apart from other weeks of the year, because it is different. Years can be set apart. In the Old Testament, the book of Leviticus mentions consecrated Jubilee years, which were set apart from other years. The Jubilee years, celebrated every 50 years, had two fundamental characteristics. First, what God was doing, and second, how Israel was to respond to God's actions. During a jubilee year, God promised to forgive sins, to bestow new life, to bring his people out of exile back to the promised land. Israel's response to God during the jubilee year was in some special manner to mirror what God was doing. And so they were to forgive the debts of debtors, return land back to those who had lost it, and free slaves from bondage. The concept of a jubilee year has much to say to us because these years were holy and they were different. On June 5th, 2017, we will celebrate our 40th anniversary as the Diocese of Homo Now, while I do not want to equate the local 40th anniversary of our diocese with the technical biblical concept of the 50th Jubilee year, I do want to acknowledge their similarities because people and things in our beloved diocese are different. My dear friends, I want you to hear me well today. God is moving among us. I'm convinced that our diocesan strategic plan is more a gift from God than it is the fruit of mere human laboring. I see God inspiring our pastors, calling them to be who they are in the authority of the office into which they were ordained. I see God inspiring our lay faithful, calling them to let go of what wasn't happening, so as to dream about what could happen. I see a diocese, all 90,000 of us, hungry for more. I see God ready to bless us, as St. Paul states in Ephesians, with more than we could ever ask for or imagine. Yes, I see God doing something different. This calls for each one of us to respond differently. My dear brothers and sisters, now is a time for us to respond to what God is doing with our 40th anniversary fast approaching, I stand before you and ask that we all continue to move forward together. Our church parishes are on the verge of renewal, and all we have to do is further partner with God so that He can work miracles. Our people are ready. They are hungry for more in their relationship with God. All we have to do is further partner with God so that he can show us how we can take the next step. Our diocese right now is in the midst of a special season where things are different and where things can be different. All we have to do is come together and further partner with God. Imagine if we all had the courage to be who we are, to trust God, and to be different as God calls us to be different. Imagine if we have the courage to truly be consecrated, set apart by God, and for God. Imagine, imagine, imagine if we have the trust that God can and will work miracles in our diocese. Imagine if on our 50th anniversary, people looked back on our 40th anniversary as a time that had altered our course in history and set us more firmly on the path God is calling us to travel. Imagine, imagine. Do we want this? Can we go forward together? If your answer is yes, we can trust that God will bless us today with the grace that he wants to bestow upon us. For this day, this week, this year, this time that we are in are, by God's grace and mercy, different. Amen.